Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends, and welcome on JCB Live. This is a happy, healing, fighting, and introspective happy hour. We're going to have a lot of fun, as we always do. But tonight, we're going to be with a great friend of mine for many, many years. His name is Glenn Fraticelli. Italian descent. He is incredible. Incredible, you will understand why. He knows everything about the mind, the soul, the spirit, and the body. He's a master healer. You're going to be able to contact Glenn after this session and do like I do, is train with him. He's actually nine done black belt martial arts. Very unusual in the world of martial arts. When you're going to see his body crunching, you're going to say, God, heaven's sake. He has a master's degree in education and a double doctorate degree as well in healing and education and leadership. He is amazing. He is as well, obviously, a lot of great work for the military and I'm going to remain vague. He's going to dive into it. And he is one of the very first few double JCB collector. He's been a collector of JCB wine since day one with his beautiful wife. I call him a personal friend. We've done so much together. And I got to tell you in life, when you meet someone that is so centered, so powerful within, as much as outside, you say, I want to learn with him. So dear friends, today, the sage and charming Glenn is with us. Voila, Glenn! Ooh la la. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate all the accolades. Very nice, thank you. What a pleasure, and we get to drink wine together, Glenn. Absolutely, absolutely. And I put some on my body Very because good. I know it feels good. It's just like a blessing. Yeah, that's the blessing. Glenn, welcome. Thank you. So, I'm so honored that you've accepted to be part of this wonderful JCB Live. So, Glenn, explain why martial arts and why such an incredible journey through this amazing self and body and centering that you've done? Well, thank you for all of that. Um, for me, my journey and where I'm at today is my refuge, you see. So beginning early on, six years old, I started with my father as a boxer. Uh, one day, well, it was my birthday. So he was a boxer. He was a boxer. He was uh, not quite professional, but he was a very good coach at high levels, uh, national teams of the USA and all of that. Wow. Um, so he was 100% into boxing, which was good and which was bad, right? But that was my first martial art. Very um, cool. Six years old, you're already punching the bag. Six years old, uh, as my birthday, I get up, there's a big box there. He says, here's your present. I open it up. Boxing gloves. <laughs> I love it! <laughs> and your friends, you see, we have the knockout because this young man knows how to box, but he does much better than boxing. So along with that, you know, getting my first pair of gloves, he started to teach me. He started to teach me how to box, how to defend myself. Because I was really shy. I was very shy. Still am. Um, and I had issues with presenting myself to the world, even at that age, because he was an outstanding person, right? And such a powerful personality. Very much probably. so. And any siblings you have? I do. I have a sister named Annette. Uh, she's tried the martial arts at one point, but um, 
But you were the chosen one. I was the one. Well, it lasted only a few years, right? And I was still young age, and I started to compete, and I, I, I boxed, and I loved boxing. Um, but then this thing called martial arts and kung fu became really big in yeah. the United States. And I asked my father if I could go train. Okay. He said no. <laughs> Are you serious? Well, he said no at first because boxing to him is the ultimate. Of course. What, what's wrong with boxing? And um, after a few coaxing and my mother's um, persuasion, uh, he allowed me to go. But the one thing that happened was he never took me to class. So my class was six miles away. I had wow. to ride my bike every day is where I went. Well, hence the good legs. It, it's the training. You see, and early on, it, it, it's a, an amazing thing. It, it, all these lessons have come back to me. Riding my bike every day, I'd pass through different neighborhoods. There was a neighborhood where two brothers would chase me and throw rocks at me for the first few months, for the first year, for the second year. And as the time went on, my belts got darker, my legs got stronger, my breath got larger. And they chased me, and one day, I took a breath, I got off my butt and I faced my fear, and they wow. ran. And they ran. Oh, they ran away, just yeah. by yourself coming out of the bike and telling them something. Just facing that fear, right? And so that is my lesson about it. Sometimes you turn around and face it; it's really nothing. Congratulations! And now, after that, so that was a turning point for you. It that became was martial point. arts. I became martial arts. I started studying and training, uh, went to different types of Kung Fu, which is a more softer style, an eclectic style. One of the lessons I learned with this style called Hoku Kung Fu. My instructor came out with a white gi and a black belt and taught it very hard. Another instructor came out with a black gi, long hair, and taught the same thing very soft. So right here I start to develop that thought of balance. Ah. And that is my first lesson of the yin-yang, the balance, the centering yourself. Um, so I stayed with that for quite a while. I became very good. And one thing I must say is a lot of my arts early on was self-taught. Uh -huh. I just knew how to fight for some reason. You it, know, was, it was destiny for you. I think life. it was fear of getting hit so I could block really well. <laughs> <laughs> But the beauty in your philosophy is you're not here to hit. On the opposite, you're here to... Defend and Defend. use the other person's strength. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. So in martial arts, especially the kung fu styles that I learned early on, it was the tiger style and the crane, and, and in the boxing it was the punching and the techniques and the rules. Yeah. Um, as I developed and and came into myself, I realized you need to study the human because that is the most ferocious animal there is. So I've 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 continued that path and then I started to fight tournaments had good luck there but didn't have much control would always hit the person because of my boxing skills yeah um, you know in these non-contact tournaments um, from there I started to learn this martial art Kaju Kimball which is a very hard core hard-hitting martial art born on the streets of Hawaii mm. born from five young men who wanted to be the best street fighters they could be not realizing that that's the same neighborhood my father grew up in. <laughs> and the neighborhood he grew up in, he was boxing against these guys at an early age. Wow. So I kind of got that full essence. circle. Full circle, correct. Um, I continued that until about 18 years old. So after that, I had 12 years of training already. And 18 years old, I joined the military. 
And what made you join the military? Rather than going professional in that field. Yes, so the yin, the yang. I could have went this way or that way. Yes. I could have hung around bad actors. My choice was to balance out and go the other way. Which it still had my ability to meet my animal instincts. It's the military. Yes. But it was on a good path. A better path than I could have taken. And you worked in the intelligence, right? Yes, I did. I, w I was in the intelligence field for many, many years. Um, and I've never known, dear friend, exactly what Glenn does within the military. So I have a toast for his discretion, <laughs> which is great. And we always safe around Glenn, remember? <laughs> always observing, right? Yeah. So... So you went there for 30 years, but at the yes. same time you continued... I continued my training. ...with huge discipline in your training. Well, that's... I think it sets me apart a little bit from other martial artists. A lot of them go right into teaching as they achieve their black belt. Because that was the year, 19 years old, I got my black belt. But other folks go into teaching where I just kept my training. I kept the developing of my body. Yes. I got into other aspects of life, bodybuilding. Um, I got into track and field. I got into fully expressing my body and expressing myself through exercise yes. and competition. Um, so it was a lot of training. I do have students all over the world, but you know, being in the military, I was there two years, I believe. So, you know, they get a little bit and so. So now as you retired from the military, you yeah. do teach. I teach, what I teach is very personal and it's very one-on-one uh, -on -one or small groups that yes. have specific needs. Um, Self-defense primarily. Yes. Um, and we could talk more about self-defense and the difference between that and fighting. Well, you're going to have to show us. Hopefully today, we're going to see, one, the fabulous corpulent body of Glenn, and two, we'll see him in a gi, because yeah. maybe he brought some things for you to witness, because he's the master. But before we go there, Glenn, explain us your whole philosophy of life, because what I've admired with you so much as a friend for so many years now and your beautiful wife and your family and kids is you have a very unique approach to life. So maybe you want to describe that because we can all learn a great deal from it. Well, it's very basic and it's not found in books or it's not found on any shelves or on Google. Um, it's not found in any religion. It's found within. Yes. So it's understanding who you are. And understanding that to be who you are doesn't mean you're stagnant and a monk. It means to understand the ebb and flow of life. Yes. And even birth, life, and decay has that ebb and flow. Um, the minute we're born, we begin to die. Yes. So we have to ride this tide. We have to go with this flow. And we have to adapt along the way. So for me, if I want to be extraordinary in something, say the martial arts, mm -hmm. I do extraordinary things. So the pendulum swings hard to yes. that training. Yes. But since I want to always remain centered, I bring that pendulum back. You're right. If I don't bring it back, things will happen. Your body will break, your extreme, your aggression increases. But if I bring it back to center, it brings everything back with it while I have these and extraordinary skills of, of... And how do you bring it back to the center? So explain us your swings of the pendulum because as a top athlete that you are, it's not easy to do, but you've worked a lot on that 
inner selves. Would you take us through that, please? So the pendulum swings for me early on, you know, young man uh, focused on the body, external, uh, focused on strength, dynamics, martial arts, no one, you know, focused on um, being able to protect myself. Being, yes. You know, it, it was an ego. And through that I learned, as I went on, the more I brought myself to that extreme, the more I needed, oh man, I'm hurting today, yes. um, that's all I've done, oh I forgot about school, um, I've only been training, I forgot about this, so I was doing very poorly in school early yeah. on, you see. So the pendulum started to come back as I joined the military and I understood about different things and learning, right? So learning in the intel world is very much a dynamic where you study hard and you look and you research and you develop this. So my mind started to come back this way, but I got too far into that. Yes. And my body started to suffer. So I've learned to bring it back and forth along my life. You'll see martial arts to healing arts. Yes. And this is my pendulum swing. So tell us about healing arts. So healing arts, I, you had said I was a master healer, but I just want to correct that slightly. I am someone who can facilitate you to heal yourself, you see. So the healing arts in my mind are the preventive measures you take to keep healthy and wise. I see. And it's mind, body, spirit. So healing mind, arts... Mind, body, spirit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very equal. Very equal. Um, so the first thing you want to do if you want to heal is you want to get your mind right, the, the person who needs to heal. And if I'm facilitating your health, I want to be right myself. That's right. Because if I'm a mess, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to help you. That's right. So that is the aspect of healing arts. But I lean towards the Eastern theories of shiatsu, of the energetic yes. principles, of balancing the body through adjust, adjusting the flow of your energy and helping you to find that so you can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. It's all with a breath, right? If we That's breathe right. correctly, emotions will change. Emotions will change our breath. So if we learn to draw down and bring ourselves back to that harmonious balance, all our organs calm, all our excess um, um, stress calms, slowing down a lot that's excreted, slowing down the aging process, bringing it down to where you're centered. So I love to help folks get there. Yeah, well, so kindly Glenn offered me for my birthday last year, uh, a series of incredible gifts and one of them is the famous breathing bowl which I'm very excited and I have absolutely on a really regular basis and explain what it does and 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 why it's such an important thing to focus on breathing so everything is vibration as you know yes anything and everything is a vibration at a different level the singing bowl and it's very personal when you find one you need to test it once you get the technique to allow it to sing and it should vibrate within your soul right it vibrates your body yeah. and it vibrates everything that's connected to your body mind and spirit it's automatic body mind and spirit are always together so as you learn the techniques and you slow your breath and you slow the movement the sound gets higher the higher the sound the closer the higher it rises that's right closer to your spirit self and we're talking frequency now. Frequencies, for sure. Very important, vibration and frequency. Absolutely. So, 
In terms of leadership, tell us how important, you've done a, a doctorate in leadership yes, as well. Yes. How are those related and, and how important it is for all of us and dear friends as you all with us from all around the world, focus on what Glenn is going to tell us here because it's got to really transcend what you could expect for your own possibilities. Everybody's individual. And as a leader, you have to find the individuality in everyone. Yes. Um, instead of going out there and being authoritative, you need to lay back, get to know your people, have them buy into your desire, whether that be for an organization, for a, 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 a competitive um, situation, for martial arts. And then what you do is you tell them that they are an integral part. And you show them that they're an integral part. So now they become parts of the whole. This is the holistic part. Yes. All of this matters. And each one of them have their expertise. There's an expert in this. And someone just has innate wisdom in that. And someone could just super organize. So you draw upon them and you just keep realizing that they are piece, pieces of this beautiful puzzle. Mm -hmm. And we're all together, you know. So it's not about when I do an organization chart because I belong to a large martial arts organization all over the world. In fact, we have 16 schools in France. Wow, congratulations. The name is? Uh, the Kaji Campbell Self-Defense Institute Worldwide. And when we did our organizational chart, it used to be from top down. And I said, no, we put us down here, the administration, because we support everyone. That's right, everyone. We're not directing here, we're supporting. And okay. if we support, they will find the way. It's kind of my thought on leadership. And it's helped, it's helped very well. So, on the healing, now, what are the examples you wish to share? As you need to describe this wine, by the way, because ah. dear friends, Glenn will show you that he's a big wine drinker and you can balance <laughs> it. He's a big wine collector, he loves yes. the finest wines. And I say that because he's been loving JCB since we started and Raymond and all our properties. So you, you, you know how to balance both. And that's really what I want you to, to, to push forward as well. With that sound. This vibration. is vibration. And you know, we do this tradition with my friends. Yes. We sit around the table. Yes. One hits one glass and the others go around tapping, not letting the vibration stop. So the initial created the whole. Let's do it, do it again. And then I'm pretending I'm another friend with another Absolutely, hand. and it just <laughs> continues around. So number 34, one of my very first wine, and we chose it because it's really what we think is dazzling, exhilarating, but it's from Carneros, and it's a method champenoise from the blending of Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Pinot Gris. So what does it make you think within your world? without having to describe it technically. It starts with a good balance. Yeah. And the bubble quality, right? Mm -hmm. The bubbles match the bouquet, which is very nice, right? So as it softens on the palate, it's almost like melting into my tongue and not going further. Ooh. So that's that beautiful transition, which is important, right? Our transition. Shouldn't be abrupt, it yeah. should flow. Yes. Like a good martial like art movement. Martial yes. So within that, thank you, by the way, for those You're great welcome. compliments on the wine. Um, give us some other ideas within healing before you show us a few things, because it's going to be so exciting to see you.
demonstrating ideas. So, dear friends, you're going to see that shortly. Give us, furthermore, some of your examples and philosophies that you've been following over the last, really, 50 years. Many because years. we don't know, but Glenn is almost the same age as me. And he looks younger than I am. <laughs> A little bit older than you. <laughs> Not much, but he looks, as you'll see, younger than I am. He's a little more fit. Well, it all started when I was young again. You know, yeah. I used to be a loner. I used to be by myself a lot, and I'd sit there in my room, and I'd look at the wall and just breathe. Why? I don't know. Huh. I would breathe and find myself in a place where I would feel just, you know, little bits of energy, nothing crazy, nothing yeah. out there. But it was very interesting, and I could bring myself to that place many times. If I'm in a place where something's just not right, there's arguing going on or something, I just breathe. Yeah. And I just find myself grounded in that. Um, so early on, I realized that a lot of everything was internal. So mm -hmm. I started a learning massage therapy in a school uh -huh. in 2003. And I, well, no, 1997. Yeah. I spent many years there as a massage therapist and began to teach there because I was really fascinated with the Eastern thought of energy and chi, the chi. I started teaching, but there was something else that was not there at the school because the students weren't grasping this esoteric, abstract way of thinking because they had Western minds. I see. So what I did was I started to learn to share that in a Western way. So I started going heavy into anatomy, physiology, kinesiology, Western. I started going heavy into uh, learning the Qi and the Chinese um, theories. Um, and I started to merge now. I'm bringing it back, right? The yeah. pendulum swings this way and that way. I'm bringing it back to the center. Uh -huh. So now as I taught and I shared, it made sense. For instance, we are the healers of ourselves. There's always going to be a time you need a doctor and a surgeon. But for the most part, our mind, body, and spirit needs to be taken care of internally. Um, of course, what surrounds you is important, uh, just like the grapes. Yeah. Um, you have your DNA, which was given to you, and we could talk more about that because I have some really cool things on that. Of course. But inside you, you have a way to recognize without words that there's something wrong. It might be pain. Yes. It might be a twitch. It might be just a feeling. Um, and focusing on it, actually changes the dynamic of that. That's it. It might not be all you need, but it's a start. Because if I'm a massage therapist or a shiatsu therapist, me touching you in a point or rubbing a muscle in a certain way, react, this reacts. Your mind reacts to investigate. Whether it be blood, lymph, whether it be with chi, it continues and allows it to flow through that area, which begins to increase and speed up the healing process. That's right. So a touch from me with the correct intention. Yes. Because my intention it is all important. starts with the intention. Yes. Right? And I have to be right in myself and I have to be grounded with you and we have to have faith in each other. Um, it is like a mother soothing a baby. Huh. And you know why that happens. So in the womb, right, the baby takes on the energies, the flow, the frequencies. And when it's out, it's gone. But when it's here, it's back. Yeah. I'm home again. Makes so sense. they know. So it's the same. So if I bring myself and I can bring myself to a centered place with you and get you there and we work with the breath and we synchronize breath, the action I take to help 
Yes. I'm working on it. It, it, it. It's really important because we know life begins and gives you only one breath. That's right. And so when you teach, give us the process. Let's say you get a student. Yes. Uh, give us the process of how we can get started with you. And everybody will get Glenn information because I have the benefit of knowing Glenn very well. And you could see it's a transformation. It's much more than an evolution. It's a transformation of what you could go through if you allow yourself to want to do it. That's the key. So knowing where you're at is important so you can get to where you need to go, right? And sometimes getting to where you need to go is not always somewhere else. It's within. That's right. You can't seek and find everything out there. It's right here. And you cannot necessarily find it on your own. No. I sometimes think you someone, need a guide. Sometimes you need a guide. And that's what you do. That's what I love to do. To find out where someone is, where they might be stuck, mind, body, spirit. Yeah. Um, and help them with that process. Uh, everybody's different. So you can't follow my path. Yeah. Because that's my path. Yeah. You need to make your own. But sometimes I need to share with you. So, and so you share, you ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of and questions. And then you work with people. Work with people. Physically. Yes. Yes. Um, or just meditation, right? It might just be meditation. It might be the mind's just not able to be in the right place. Right? Yes. And it could be very subtle. Just like, oh my gosh, I, I just can't get, I keep thinking about things. You know, I keep, you know, worrying about the past and the future is just in my way and I got to get here, I got to get there. Yeah. And so it's that type of work. So I, I, I discuss with them and I find out where they're at and find out what their needs are. And we just start the work. And it, no matter what martial arts or healing arts, it starts with the breath. So let's breathe properly. Let's work together. Let's bring our energy for martial arts down. Because yes. it's physical. That's right. For healing arts, up. Because it's spiritual. It's spiritual. Yeah. And it all can be changed with your breath. Huh. You see, how many of those do we take a day? How many? Yeah, 2,000, 3,000, depends, wow. right? So I think that in our time, we don't recognize when our breath isn't right. And anytime there's an emotional instance, your breath will change. And there are many times where just by changing your breath, you can soothe that emotion. Yeah. It's not get, a, get rid of it or block it because yeah. it has to process. Yeah. That's the excess energy, right? Emotions are energy, energy, emotion, right? Emotion. So this, by breath, is the first, and it's very simple. Emotion is energy in motion. That's it. Mm -hmm. Very important to remember that. the words. Hey, by the way, do you realize the great shoes uh, Glenn has, dear friends? Always wear Louboutin. We have one thing in common. It's always the red, oh, the red socks today, too. Thank you for honoring, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, the red color, which is a very powerful color in martial arts as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Glenn, the bracelets. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, I think for everyone, they need something to ground themselves, right, to remind them of things. The yes. bracelets, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of talk about crystals and energy, which is very true, because anything that passes through something, the frequency changes That's for right. the good or for the bad. For me, these bracelets uh, complement my tattoos. Yeah, which are amazing, by the way. You're going to have you. to tell, them, tell us about that. Yes. So these are somewhat of what I call my warrior beads, right? So you have the volcanic. Yes. And you're originally from Hawaii. Well, my family is, yes. That's right. Yes, so yes, volcanic. Yes, yes. yes. And Mount Santelina, right yes. here in Napa, so close enough to the volcanoes. Yes. And so these, for many reasons, help me ground because the vibration. 
So they help me to remind myself to center myself. Wow. So these bracelets are a symbol, which a lot of things are, of where I need to be internally. Right? And it makes sense with my tattoos, which is the Om Mani Padme Hom. It's a prayer. And it just reminds me and those who I share it with that as we walk through life, what we do to bring ourselves to balance takes us to that enlightenment. It's that work. And it's not for me and it's on my wrist because every time I turn, it symbolizes it being put out to the world. Mm. Wow. And that's why you'll see the monks spinning. Of course. Yes, yes. And that's the vibration. It's exactly. all vibration, right? And I'm so much into that world as yes, you know. Yes, yes, yes. But those are amazing. So Dylan, make sure we go closer here to see those unbelievable tattoos. Have you had them done in, in uh, locally or in Hawaii? Yes, they were local. I designed, um, and it, my whole body has a tattoo, but it's all a prayer of life, death. Ah. You know, because... You believe in death? Or you world. believe in reincarnation? Well, so death to the body, right? Yeah. So the lower vibration. Yes. But the everlasting spirit is everlasting. Is everlasting. So, yes. We agree with that. Yes, for sure. For sure, you know, and like I said, everything has birth, life, and decay, and it only decays to be born again. That's right, that's right. It's when like we're born, we already learn how to die. Absolutely. And that's one of the key statements that we all learn in Absolutely. this philosophy. So I suggest, dear friends, I don't know about you, but I want to see our friend Glenn demonstrating a few things. So are we ready to do that? I have a better idea. How about if I teach you some things? Well, <laughs> I'm willing to learn, as you know. And you have the appropriate clothes because you never know where you need self-defense. So, dear friends, one of the key things as body, soul, mind, and all the leadership that Glenn instills is as well martial arts and within the martial arts to self-defense. Absolutely. Because explain finally, just as we're going to show you now, martial art is not about learning how to attack and kill. It's the opposite, right? Give us the overall philosophy. Yes. So People can have the wrong idea of why we do martial arts. Martial arts is, is a way of life, so you learn how to defend yourself physically and that could turn into what we call a fight, where that initial block response or evasion doesn't work and you have to engage. So part of martial arts is the fight of martial arts, as you well know in kickboxing, Yes. right? Um, the idea of martial arts is being able to be aware of any given situation that may potentially put yourself or others or those who cannot defend themselves in harm and mitigate that threat. That's right. So the mitigation of the threat is not always physical. Sometimes the best action is no action. Like you've done with those little boys when you were six or eight years old. Yes. You didn't act. You got out of the bike and they felt intimidated and they Absolutely. went. Absolutely. So sometimes the act may be physical. And in truth, your initial response has to be so devastating that they don't think to continue. So in my art, our idea is to stun them as hard as you can, as fast as you can, so there's no thought of even trying anything else. If, if you ever get there, but... If you ever get there. I imagine often you could be so intimidating yourself that there's no need to get there. Well, I'll tell you a secret. Through my life, Yes. And what I've known and learned and practiced, I've never come into a all-out fight. Really? Because of an argument. Huh. I've defended myself. 
yeah. a few times. And I used to work as a doorman, so I had to remove some people. Physically, it's fine. But as far as even an argument with another person, well, of course, the wife and I, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, but it's never physical. Never, never, and it's like she's always right anyway. I just have exactly. to realize that. <laughs> And you know, when you see Glenn's beautiful, irresistible wife, you understand why he was always say yes. Oh yeah, I, I do say yes. So, you know, the idea is I go through life and walk through life prepared for the in most intense situations that ever could come my way, never having to use it. And that's the key to being an expert, right? I, not, I master my life, that's all I master. So being a master of it is the ability to just, or no. As you know, and have you seen at one of your dinners, Sometimes the best action is no action. That's right. <laughs> because, you know, with wine, sometimes things get intense. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> but we've never had never, anything never, out, outside never. of the spectrum. But, oh, no. But this is such a great lesson of life. So, Glenn, if you're ready, do you want to teach me a few things? I do. Um, maybe I could put something on, too. Well, I think we kind of want bit. to see those tattoos, too. <laughs> I think it would be... And I know many of you would be curious because when you go to see those tattoos, very impressive as well. And often we think of tattoos just purely graphically gorgeous, but there's a lot of meaning behind what Glenn explained us. And I love about this is, you know, from the bracelets to the tattoos to all what Glenn does, there's a purpose and there is one thing he stressed a lot, which I share a lot, is intentions. So let's go. <laughs> we'll be right back. Well, here we are. Look at this beautiful gi. Big history. So that's the black belt. Yes, yes. I like to wear a black belt. I know a lot of folks have belts of all different colors depending on their rank, but this is the this is the goal to achieve that level in the physical art that you have now learned to apply the techniques at a proficient level. Wow, and I love how you you are wrapping it too. I mean, yes, this is, this is the old school. So this whole gi is a tribute to the old timers. Okay. And they used to make their gis out of rice bags and whatever they had. And they would wrap this because back then, as in now, jujitsu is very, very popular. Yes, for sure. The old type. So they didn't want the belts to be grabbed in ah. training. So. The tattering of my gi also represents the humble beginnings from which they all come. So every time I put this on, it is my tribute to those who put all their energy into creating these arts. Not just the art I study, but all the arts. What a sense of respect, dear friends. This is what it's all about. Well, that's the first lesson, right? Respect. That's right. Respect. So on that. Yes, yes. Master. Well, let's try it this way. Just shake my hand and I will tell you. Okay, so. So here we go. So here, Dear friends, I'm in trouble. Here's the second thing. Now, stand with your feet towards me. Yeah. And what I want you to do is just look at me, mind, body, soul, mind, respecting body, soul. this moment. Yes. No one else here but us. Shake my hand as you. Mind, body, soul, I respect this moment. Different feeling, right? Oh, love it. Different feeling. So, the ability to turn on and off your intention. Yes. You walk through life hoping to have a great day, hoping to have a great time and no conflict but you never know what walks through your path, right? So as I am aware of situations, there are a few things that I like to have in my tool belt of art, just in case. <laughs> we we ride, never know. We ride on elevators, we're in close quarters. A lot of times it happens where I can't run, because I'm a fast runner. 
where I can't run away, I'm backed into a corner. So I like the close quarter yes. movements. And what I like to try to do is stay away from the situation, but if it comes to me, I am prepared for the situation. So I will share with you a few of my different techniques. All right. Well, thank you. So we're getting into the secrets of Glenn. So yeah. this is exciting. So kickboxing, your yes. fighting stance. Yep. Right. Very good and almost like the preparation stance. Yes. Although you want it a little less. Like, okay. No. Like, leave me alone. That's right. Right. And what does this do, right? Brings the hand closer to the targets. Yes. So the first thing we always like to do if something comes our way, say, hey, we decrease the target size, yep. stepping back, yep. extending our cell, yes. but hands prepared. Right? So that's just a preparation stance. Hey, no. Easy. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm here and somebody... If I were to see him in an elevator and he was just doing that, I know I'd better not close. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about an elevator. So I'm here in an elevator, we're facing this way. You're the aggressor at this yeah. time. So you grab my shoulder and I'm not going to move fast. All right. So I have an option right here. And the first thing to do is step back. Oops. That was quick. Well, the cat just moved. It's hard for me to move slow. <laughs> so I step back, right? Yeah. It does two things. So you grab. I was grabbing. I step back. It brings you forward. Yeah. My hand comes up to protect myself. Yeah. And I have a strike right here. Boom. One move, one action. Very that simple. Was pretty cool. Very simple. So I grab you. Yes. And we'll go slow. I'm going to grab you. Yes. Face. Yes. And I'm going to say, hey, all you do is you. Yes. Look at look where I'm at. Look at that hand. And then bang. You don't even need to put that one up. Just slap that one. Pop. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I will send you a hug. <laughs> but you know, because you're saying? my friend. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's like just that right there. And yeah. these are the simplicity. So there's two ways of approaching it. If a trained fighter comes at you, he's shooting straight yeah. punches. Yeah. I circle. If a street fighter comes at you, I go straight. Because he goes this way. Direct so I'm going to pretend I'm a street fighter. Yeah, so direct line. So now we're in a fight. But oh, I wanna, oh, 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 I'm a big street fighter. I want to do, ah, do it before the fight. Yeah. So we're still in the, I'm walking by you. Yeah. And you grab. So first thing I do, one hand on the shoulder, just grab. I have a choice here. I want to inflict extreme pain on you. And I'm not going to do that. Thank you. But what I do, you came, we still have wine to you drink. came straight. I'm going to step. With my knowledge of your yeah. nerves, yeah. I'm going to blast into that nerve as hard as I can, yeah. which is going to deaden this arm a little bit right? yeah, for a moment. For sure. That allows me to get out of your fighting range, and I have all my targets. Now I can deal with your senses. I can blast your ear to cause problems, yeah. or poke your eyes. For sure. And these are simple things that doesn't... So just you don't really need lateral yes. movement each time. Well, you know in boxing, right? It's yeah, this, for but sure. it takes it a step further. So I want to engage by taking away the opponent. Right now you're my opponent, you step yes. into me. Yes. You're no longer my opponent. I am outside your body, you know. Yeah. These are the things we look at. So it's, it's automatic responses. Hmm. So targeting is key. So if I don't want to fight, if I want to impose most pain and say you're a street fighter, yes. your middle line has all your vital. Hmm. I see. I have your nose. Yeah. I have your jaw, I have your throat, yes. I have your sternum, I have your groin. Yeah. You have it all. Those are all my targets. Wow. He right? lined me up. <laughs> yes. And it's very simple. If I step out of your range, yeah. right, and I'm on this side, my targets change. Yeah. I have your eye. Yeah. I have your ear. Yeah. Right? I have your legs. Yes. Take them out. Yeah. Right? On the inside of the body is all your nerves. 
yeah. on the outside are your joints. So understanding where you're at, we're here, yeah. we're in the struggle, I'm here. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take out this joint, come Ooh. this way, right? And all I have to do is realize where I'm at because two strikes are very much available. I got yeah. the elbow that could come around and then back. Yeah. So, and that's a kickboxing move yes, it in is. many ways. So you mix, right. of course. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna grab your shoulder. Yeah. And you're gonna come up with that uppercut to my elbow, which is crazy. Boom, but grab this. Hold on to me. Yeah. Pressure down, pressure up, oh. boom. Remember right here, yeah. this is coming at you, right? So yeah. the next thing, this has to come straight in. Boom. Yeah, but while turning, just like boxing. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Boom, boom. I like that. Very so let's simple. do it again. I grab, and there's no wrong way. Bang, oh, bang. Yeah. Right, right. And then you just follow up, right? Because you know in boxing, it turns yeah. into a fight real quick. That's right. So being prepared for that is key also, but that is a different skill set in itself. Now when I learned boxing, it was one way, and we had all these rules. Yeah. No rabbit punching, no groin shots. The way I learned it later in life was all those rules are what you do. That's it. Because it's the street. And you do a combination of jujitsu, as you said, and karate, jujitsu, kempo, and kung fu. So my early days were the kung fu, the softer. And I'm going back to that because everything transitions. So the hard style is for the strong bodies. Yes. Right? Yes. So you have, you know, the strong bodies. But as you I think we should look at our, you should do that in front of our friends. <laughs> he looks lethal. I'm scared. Well, it's all intention, Maybe you right? Do. There's you never do. a move that I will do yeah. that doesn't have my soul inside of it. That's because right. at the end of this fist is my life. Yeah. See, because if, if, if you get past it, you can hurt me. Yeah. So even in practice, right, everything's just intense. My focus right now would yeah. be to destroy whatever's in front of me. Yeah. Now, as I gain knowledge, and I got older, I go back to the Kung Fu. Yes. Because the circle. Now, in Kung Fu, you have the extreme is the Tai Chi. Yes. So, let's, let's do some Tai Chi. Oh, you follow me this way. Okay. Okay. Okay, slightly bend the knees. Yes. Hands up. Hand on forehead. Yes. And step out to that way. Okay. Hand up. And step out this way. Okay. So you could do that really slow. Like so, it very much. I would do this. Great. And it, it, Let's do it in front of our friends. Okay, hands up. Step out to the right. Hand to the forehead. Step back. Yes. This hand comes up. Brushes. Brushing clouds. Return mountain. Return mountain. Yes, it's so. I love the term. Someone grabs me or punches me. Yeah. Right? Huh? Right? Brush cloud. He's brushing the cloud. Ooh, the cloud right? is hit. So you're motion inward. Ah, it's almost like I'm scared. Yeah. So if someone throws it like ah, yeah, and it allows it to go this way, and I redirect. Yeah. Return mountain. It's embracing that tiger. They come at you. Nope. So you use a lot of those images. Yes, Mountains, clouds, I do. It helps tigers. Me. Yes, it's all natural. Yeah. It's all my vibration. For Soft sure. like a cloud. Come in like a tiger. Yeah. Right. So the, all the animals, like I said, you have different animals so if you were to throw a punch and I wanted to do a crane yeah right animal he did the crane right <laughs> if you come in with a punch and I want to do the tiger yeah rake eyes tiger yeah right that's tiger mm -hmm. if I want to do what's another animal you name it if I want to do the dragon style it would be a dragon yes yes it's intense see I Oof. go for both I went for both. Did you see that? Right. Oh. So the idea is the last is that ear. Yeah. So, so 
following the animals is beautiful for sure. But like I said, the key is learning the human. And you do that on a daily basis, the practice? No. In my mind, yes. I see. You see, because if I can see it in my mind, I can do it very kinesthetic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of moves that I, like I said, I used to figure out moves on my own. Yes. I think about them, how I can make it better. And just by thinking through it, my mind doesn't know if it's real or not. So my mind just knows it's a pattern developing. I think, I think, and I do. Hmm. And, but you practice breathing on a daily Absolutely. basis. All day long. Yeah, all No day certain long. space. My sacred space is with me all the time. Yeah, so you practice throughout the whole journey. On my drive, in a moment I have, in the restroom, you know, everywhere. Yeah. So, a lot of times you think, I don't have time for this. Yes. There's much time. For those who have a busy life, if you ever sit and look at 30 seconds on the clock, how long that is, yes. it's a very long time. That's right. Now, I used to do an exercise when I was younger is I'd watch the clock, and in between each second, my mind, I'd count one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five. So my mind would be reacting faster and faster per second, mm -hmm. and when I moved, it did that way. I see. So one second to somebody, I have three, four, five abilities. That's a very important And it, it's just the mind... Meaning the, we always have time. Somehow. We always do. No, it's uh, just a matter of wanting to take the time practice. to practice. And it's always practice. It's yeah. never perfect. And how long does it take you if you really formally want to practice your breathing every morning? If you're mindful, which is a whole other subject. Yes. If you're mindful, it's immediate. That's right. But it's continuous. Because it goes from a doing to a habit, to part of your soul. So it's, it goes from trying to automatic. It's like martial arts. I try to block, I practice blocking, yeah. over and over and over again. That way then somebody grabs it, it's just... It's just part of you. That's so the move. It's the same and thing with meditation. Yeah. It's the same thing with mindfulness and bringing yourself back to this moment. Mm. It's the same thing with all of that. The more you practice, and you practice with what time you have. Yeah. And if you really, really want to discover yourself, your mind should be like water. <laughs> your body like bamboo, and your spirit like the wind. So now the body, the bamboo. Yes. Do you want to tell us more about this? So my thought on body like bamboo is the resilience of the bamboo itself. Yeah. So as we know, sometimes in storms, the only thing left would be the bamboo. Yes. And it's not because it's rigid, it's because it's yielding, and it's snapping. But if it comes back at you, Mm -hmm. is going to go as bodily harm. So my body, I have to realize, I train to a point where I'm not hurting my body. I'm not breaking my body. I train, it's the pendulum swing again. Yes. I train, 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 get it to a point and then bring it back to let it heal. Self-heal, it always happens. So a body like bamboo is going through life the best you can, encouraging your body through exercise and thoughtfulness and intention to maintain itself the best it's you can. So if I want to use it violently, I have to practice violently, right? Yeah. But like I was saying, in the later years, you start to move softly. But that is just as effective as it is. But my body lasts. That's right. So now the decay, because even bamboo dies, the decay part, it slowly withers from the green or the black into the darker brown and lighter brown. Then we use it for something else. 
Very we cool. use it for chairs or what have you. Furniture. Yeah, that's right. So, right. And so maybe touch on the clouds as well. So the clouds, it's just a metaphor because the softness of the clouds and the flowingness. So if I'm brushing the clouds, that's how soft I want to be. Yes. See, I want this where I just, there's no need for anything but the movement. Where the movement comes is within the mind. My intention is, if I'm here, my mind is here. That's right. So everything here is the full expression of myself. Right? There's nothing else. It's like a punch. So in a punch, the probably the strongest punch you get is a wind up just slamming this way. Yeah. But will it ever reach its target? Probably not with a trained person. No. So my, no, because you go here right. under boom, boom. So check this out. Yeah. My intention is to have the end result of this punch from this punch. That's right. So I come here. So here you swing. <laughs> there goes my bracelet. Here goes the bracelet. From here, I go. So wow. the end result is the same. Yeah. So it's here or it's yeah. here. Yeah. Same. Because everything in my soul felt that come from here energetically, mind, body, spirit, the last motion. And you could get that same power. You guys realize you have the young Bruce Lee here. He's moving so fast, it's not even funny. And I've trained with a lot of phenomenal people in kickboxing and martial arts, as you all know, I love it. He is the master, so nine dance. Yes, yes, yes. This is huge. I mean, how many people have nine dance? In many nowadays, but how many have earned them? That's a different story. Here we go. <laughs> so life. you went through all the levels. That's I went through amazing. all the levels and, and here's, I was never after, I was after this. Yes. So first young buck, I want to be a black belt, I want to be a black belt, I want to be a black, got my black belt. I've always only worn the black belt. Yeah. They have all these beautiful, colorful, uh, yes. So I went through all these levels, but the honors that folks given to me, I'd show up the place yes. after hard work and working with folks. And I would just be presented in a ceremony, the rank, not knowing, not wanting. Wow. In fact, a few times I said, no, no, I don't need that. But they want to honor me and I want to honor them by of course, I take the belt, put it away, train. Congratulations. Now, Glenn, what does that mean? The writing between... Uh, so the whole tattoo is a... You, you could see, dear friends. This is amazing. So that's the continuation of yes. the tattoo. This is the art of war. In my representation, it's the struggle of life. Huh. So I am purposely reminding myself that everything is a bit of a struggle in your mind. It's internal. Should I do this? Should I do that? What did I do? Oh my gosh, thinking about this. That's your internal struggle. This is the art of war I am working to be mindful of. Because it'll never go away. You're always going to have that. It's just bring it back to center. Let the pendulum swing back. Huh. So it's the same thing. So on my tattoos, I have like the energy entering my body and exiting my body. Right? So I receive from the source, whatever that may be for everybody. Yes. It becomes part of me based on my life experiences, my struggles, my body, mind, and spirit. I have a... Body, and then, mind, and spirit? Then I express it, the flame, the fire of life. I express it this way. So this is my contribution. So, wow. So internal receive, giving back, sharing that. Okay? Bravo. <laughs> so much thought. Well, maybe let's go for a last glass of wine. Let's do. Because we have a surprise, the knockout for Glenn, who is Ooh. the knockout teacher <laughs> that you can have. So we'll be right back. Luckily, we're back sitting, dear friends. I was starting to sweat with a master. <laughs> Another phenomenal outfit. That thank you. Thank you. Really cool. 
So now it's a little moment of relief because mm. isn't wine part of your ritual? Absolutely. Um, actually, it's probably a daily drink of mine. Um, I enjoy the process of drinking the wine from the opening of the bottle. Yeah. And I read the label over and over again, even though I've had it the night before. Um, it's just, it's a ritual and it's beautiful. And we've made this one obviously for you. And, <laughs> you know, because dear friends, you've seen a lot of great techniques, but as well, you know, you got to realize that Glenn is an amazing fighter as a sport. He does it, of course, as a teacher and as a philosophy of your own approach to life Absolutely. and journey. Absolutely. But when you're in the ring, I got to tell you, you saw the speed a few seconds ago. He's faster than the tiger. Or in the street, right? <laughs> when you're protecting your loved ones. That's right. So maybe you tell us about this because I know you love knockout. Mm. Well, it's just that. So it's like I'm being punched in the face with a bowl of dark berries. Yeah. It's delicious, right? So. Intensity. Yeah. Again, as it, it, as it drenches the back of the palate, has mm. all of these combinations like a fighter with it. So you get left, right. Hook punch, you know what I'm talking well about. Well said. I love um, how you're describing it. And it flows. And at the end, it's a little hot. So you, you get that like you've been in yeah. a training session. Very subtle. It's centering you. It's beautiful. Uh, one of my favorites. Yes, the knockout. <laughs> I mean, this is a knockout. And, and you're saying, well, I'm going to describe it like that. You've been well, in a training session. Bang, bang, Exactly bang. what it, you know, and a good one, though. A good one, yeah. And, and then you know it's you've accomplished something. And when drinking wine, you know, I do have my ritual, and I could spend fifty minutes of my one hour drinking on the bouquet and meditating, at meditating, the same time. and just what it does to my body without touching me yet. And then to savor it and to enjoy it, and it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. I love this approach. Often, and many poets, writers have said, life is a fabulous journey and wine helps us to meditate. Absolutely. And this is very true. It really does. That's After a big workout, I mean, having a glass yeah, like this. The best. the best. So, Glenn, frankly, as you know, I've never known your age since today. Ah. And I thought, <laughs> I've never wanted to ask you because I thought we exactly were the same age. And I understand you're a little older than I am. A little bit, a little bit. It's amazing when he actually looks younger than I am. So. What are your secrets to youth as well and preserving this unbelievable stamina that you have, which is in your mind, in your body, and reflected in how you look? Well, you know, being 60 years old. I um, don't believe it. It's, it's, it I'm going to have him carded today. You can. <laughs> it's 1961. Really? Yes. That's a great vintage, by the way. As well as 69. If you collect burgundy... <laughs> it's a great vintage. And so I think the approach is to find the balance early on or whenever, wherever you're at. Yeah. And know that life doesn't have to be a constant stress, right? So you train your body, yes. whatever it may be, if it's a walk or if it's in the gym. You train your mind, whether it's reading, meditating, whether it's breathing, it's all with the mind. Whether it's focusing, you allow it to run its course. And you make sure that you have some sense of 
awareness of a spirit. And I'm not saying it has to be. You know, if you believe in luck and that's your driving force, believe in luck with all your heart. Yeah. If you believe in a specific religion, believe in it with all your heart. It's all real because it's you. It's that's not right. my path, it's your path, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking that allows me to daily remind myself to slow down. So if the heart rate slows, if the endorphins calm, if I work full beautiful breaths, my aging process, my yeah. cells slow down with it. Yeah. Vibration, correct? So the vibration slows. And when the vibration slows, so does the, you know, it's like wine. For sure. Like no, you what you're saying makes total sense. It's the same thing. We're, we're not different. Glad we're going to have a dinner soon together, late spring in about a month with your beautiful wife at the house. We are ready. Shall we uh, introduce our friends, uh, the healing bowls and the breathing techniques? Take them on a journey inside. Shall, would you be willing to do this, do this for us? Yes. It would be amazing. And, and again, dear friends, you're going to see here below indicated Glenn's information because I'm doing classes and I'm going to do a lot more now that I've lost finally 30 pounds. Glenn, did you notice? I, I finally noticed. It's amazing. I'm trying to look like you. I'm a long way. And it's a feeling, right? Amazing. So feeling. it's an amazing feeling. Changes your vibration. Allows you to want more. Desire more. Yes. Changes your compass slightly turns. For next. And my compass and sense of balance, Glenn, has improved because I was aching on my knee uh, yes. as I was training. Yes. And I was kicking the bag and doing different techniques and I was too heavy. Same as playing tennis. I was not agile enough. So I think the whole thing. The whole thing. Yes. Yeah, so and now you take some time. To meditate and think yes. about those areas. So you focus on those areas. Yes. What you'll find is maybe a twitch, yes. maybe a movement, maybe something. But if your mind is engaged in the process of healing, yes. wherever that healing process may be, it could be in the summer, spring, or winter of an injury. Yes. You want to move it to the next so it comes to the, de the death of that injury. That's right. So what Glenn just touched on is what I learned in judo when I was nine years old, Glenn, sharing a quick experience. Yeah. My judo teacher was amazing. And I did judo for seven years, all the way to the brown belt, yeah. never the black, but the brown. And it was amazing because Mr. Arabashi, he was Japanese. And he hurt himself very bad on the hip. And he says, if you isolate the pain, you won't have it anymore. Work on isolate the pain. And you know what he did one time? He had us having full 200 times on that hip. And he said, by focusing on that hip, having pain for a while on it, I will heal it. Mm. Can you believe that weeks later, he was jumping as he was before. And it's maybe a little extreme, the example I'm yes, giving you. Yes, yes, but it's true. It was in the 70s and it was a different style different of style. healing. But so give us a few more hints on that focus of healing on one area and how you do it. It starts with meditating, right? So it starts with trying to clear the thoughts. Don't push them away and then start focusing with your breath, imagining your breath going into the area. Yes. So breathe into your finger, put your finger on it, breathe into your finger. Yep. And then the mind starts to recognize. The mind starts to explore. And your mind's always looking for what? Homeostasis, right? Yes. Balance. Balance. So it's always, when it finds an area of discomfort or disease or distress, it looks for ways to combat it, whether it be, you know, uh, 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 
intense pain or whether it be just subtle um, discomfort, yeah. neck pain. Start by letting go, you know. So you have to scan your body, let it go, let your body start to begin that process. If you need be, you know, the first medicine ever was a massage. That's right. Because that's all they knew. It hurt, I rubbed. That's it. And that was the first external influence of that mind-body. So now I have something else. And so there are many ways, depending on how extreme that injury is, but that process has to be here. And it slows down just like everything else. So That's brilliant. you want to know and be aware that there is an injury there because how often do you worry about your leg when you step or if you're yes. going somewhere? Well, this is still because the mind's still injured Absolutely. of the injury. And this could cause a problem because you're stepping wrong intentionally trying to protect. Yeah. So if you let, learn to let that go also, now my steps are back, I'm feeling fine. And you know, it's interesting. The exercise you're just suggesting is the exercise I was told to do with my knee, I was compensating for yes. a while after the recovery and I was doing the wrong movement. Nice. My body was totally off balance. Yes. I went to see a Eastern medicine healer and he put me back in balance, as yes. you said. Yes. So dear friends, it's about balance. call Glenn. <laughs> but what would be fun, Glenn, as well, I would like to propose that together we do a dinner that is with wine, with great healthy food, and at the same time, a healing program that we should take our friends at the dinner on the journey. Absolutely. And we'll combine it as a live and a dinner so everybody can be with us from Absolutely. all around the country and the world. That would be beautiful. I love it. So, Glenn, as on every live, maybe a parting statement to everyone as an advice or recommendation. We all know we've lived, you know, 15 months of challenging times but beyond that what advice would you throw to everybody as as we part ways and we invite everyone to the next session we'll do together what you know big statement we you want to give us for us to think about well i think everybody should seek for one thing in life and that's themselves right find your time to go within listen to intuition and if you realize it's not speaking to you maybe it's the silence that's calling you Powerful. Glenn, thank you so much. And I will say that maybe this is the silence that's calling you. Well said, Glenn. Master Glenn, and hopefully your teacher as well. I'm so excited we were able to visit in person as Absolutely. well because we've been anxious to do this for a while. And Glenn was traveling, and you were actually shooting a fantastic mini film in Hawaii. Do you want to just Tell us about that. That yeah, was so quite we, unique. We did a mini documentary on my martial art, Kaju Kembo. We went back to the roots of where it was developed. We went to the streets of where it was born. We went to the place of its birth. And we got together some of the oldest practitioners who were there. And we trained with them and we, we heard their stories. And this is what it was about. I was previewed to the short film, It's Amazing. So, Glenn, thank you for being a friend. Love it. An inspiration. Yes. Thank you for being really who you are and for all of us to really see who we are. You are in a different way today, and I know we've inspired thousands I, and I tens of thousands <laughs> out there. That's the goal, right? To Glenn.